Hey everybody, Malou Beyonce here, and before we get to our special guest interview, I just want to make a few quick comments. Number one, I did not reach out to this guest, he reached out to me. I was on the fence about interviewing him because I've never interviewed someone with a not so great reputation from being on the show. However, I did think it was fair to hear him out. So please enjoy and let's get ready for some tough conversations. Hey everybody, it's Malu and we have a special guest. I'm flying solo, which is kind of interesting since Naked and Afraid is having a solo season coming up. And today I'm by myself with the infamous Seth. Do you get called that a lot, Seth? Infamous? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really scared to have you on the show. Oh, no. Because, you know, you have a reputation, but I don't think it's fair not to hear from you. I don't think it's fair. I used to be a real journalist, and I think I'm still a real journalist, and <laughs> you have the right to speak your mind and try to get your point out there. And I really want to know, because you were one of my very first podcasts. Oh, really? Yes. And I was actually focusing on Sarah for Frozen because she was on she was on the episode with you, correct? Uh, she was in Panama with me, yeah. Yes. So I was actually watching the show for her, and you know all I could focus on was you, right? <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And you really got on my nerves from the very get-go, but then you would have these moments of clarity, like you would say something. And I was like, why isn't he saying that to their face? Like, why would you say these like wise moment things? Like, you know what? I have a hard time communicating. You know, I'm scared of, I was scared of not getting along with my teammates, but they never showed you saying that to them in person. Did you ever say that to them in person? Uh, well, let, let's back up for a second. Uh, are we talking about Panama or what? Yeah, let's start with, let's start with Panama. Okay. Uh, so, like, with Max, yeah, I told him, like, I, I spent, like, before before I had gone into that challenge, I had spent, like, the previous couple years at least, like, pretty much by myself in the woods. And I, I told him, like, I, I at the time I didn't have uh, very good social skills because I hadn't, you know, I hadn't spent any time around people, so... Just kind of said what I thought, and uh, you know, I, I did convey that to him, but he didn't he didn't uh, receive it as well as I wanted it to be received. But at the time, I yeah, I was young and dumb and cocky, and I said a lot of things that I shouldn't have. <laughs> you were you were cocky, but you know, there's nothing wrong with being cocky. I mean, I, I mean, if there's not, and if I remember correctly, and I just want to be fair. The first time Max was on an episode, he has some issues with, you know, some wanting to be alone and not used to being around people as well. Correct? Uh, Do you remember that? Yeah, I think on his fan challenge. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, bash any cat, any cast or anything like that. But I, I think there was an issue between him and his and his partner. And I think he would probably say that. Himself. Yeah. So I mean, it happens to everybody. I think that's part of the show. They purposely put you together with people. It's part of the equation. You know, they want the show to be interesting. Yeah. But do you think that they showed, do you think they portrayed you worse than you actually were? Uh, they definitely showed, like, my worst moments. They did not mm -hmm. show my better moments. Um, but, I mean, that's 
that's what makes things interesting, I guess. Uh, unfortunately, I had to be the 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 heel in the, in that yes. situation, and you know, there'd be no Batman if there was there'd be no Joker if there was no Batman, and there'd be no Batman if there was no Joker. So there has to be a good and evil. <laughs> never seen that. Sh- never seen that movie. But I know what you're saying. Well, there has um, there has to be in any in any story there has to be a villain and a hero. Is basically what I'm getting at. <laughs> Did you go into it knowing you were going to be a villain? No, no, not at all. Uh, no? <laughs> no, I was actually pretty shocked about that. Um, I mean, I knew I had some rough moments out there in the jungle, but you're in the jungle, and you're you're starving, you're hungry, you're dehydrated. Like, uh, one of the, the big moments in the Panama episode was uh, us trying to get our fire going, and Max and oh, I, yeah, I remember arguing, but... What it doesn't show is that I I was going on three days without water, and we had both tried to get the fire going, and I was just super frustrated at the time. And another thing that a lot of people don't uh, take into consideration is the the amount of pressure that's on you to, like, make it happen and perform, like, and, you know, make it happen and do it. And, you know, Discovery brings you out there. They pay you the money and everything to travel and all that. And they expect you to be out there and to, you know, to at least make the fucking show interesting. And the pressure, I'm going to talk about pressure later, but I know that there's pressure. And I will say this, even though I think maybe you were blind to some things, you, the pressure was that you wanted to be a hero and feed them, right? Well, I, I want, I. I wanted it to go better than it was going, and I was uh, I was cocky and naive as to uh, how easy it was going to be or how fun it was going to be. I was, um, but you would do it again. You yeah, wouldn't give it up. Yeah, no, no, not at all. I would definitely do it again if I had the opportunity. Well, it's something that you should be proud of. No well, matter how it turned out, you know, you, it's something that you went in to do, and I think you, everybody that's on the show should be proud of it. One of the reasons why I wanted to do this right now is because Solo's coming up. Your former partner, Suzanne, is going to be on Solo. And then another reason, there's been some controversy about mental health issues and some of the people on on the show. And are you mentally healthy? Sure. Yeah? And, you know, I've have, you know, I have issues. We all have issues, right? Yeah. Yeah. Life happens. Yeah, life happens. Do you think the... Even though you're proud of what you're being on the show, how has it affected you mentally? Because I can't even imagine, like, I get ugly, I get ugly um, DMs all the time, Seth, about the podcast. And luckily I can just like let them, you know, roll off my shoulder. But are you able to let it just roll off your shoulder? Be honest. Well, I couldn't. When I was, when I first got into all this, it was, it was a bit of a different, I had different expectations, but. I would, you know, I would go to war with people online, and everybody knows that, and it, it doesn't help anybody at all. Uh, it just gets, I'm not going to change anybody's mind, and they're not going to change their mind about me, so it doesn't help anybody to argue, um, and now I don't even, I don't even care. <laughs> but I, I think you could it. change people's minds. I think you could, if you didn't argue. I think you could change people's minds. No, because they already have this perception that I'm going from the sh- from the show that I'm going to argue with them. So that's what they're mm-hmm. expecting. Let's talk about your fellow castmates. 
I mean, I feel like all of them, 99% of them have a, a bond, a really close bond. And I feel like you don't have that bond. Does that hurt? Well, I keep a small circle anyway. Um, there's some cast out there that uh, that I'm in touch with and stuff. I just don't. Uh, no, I, I'm not in the in the uh, the click. <laughs> but does it hurt that you're not in the click? Oh no, <laughs> it doesn't hurt. No, not really. See, that would hurt me. <laughs> well, does it suck that you don't get the respect that you deserved? Uh, yeah. I mean, I I do kind of feel like I get. You know, I have. I've done uh, two weeks in the Panama jungle and I've done 24 days in South Africa. And I, I really don't feel like anybody gives me any credit for that at all. They, I get disrespected worse than people that have gone out for like a day and tapped out on day two. I just felt like you were hurt. I felt like I could see some pain and I was like, you, I just think like you should have been more vulnerable. I think I listened to the song that you sent me and you put some vulnerability out there. And I, maybe it's harder to do in person, yeah? Well, I mean, I was, I was in my late 20s at the time, so I hadn't, you know, I was, like I said, I was younger. Um, yeah, I was a little bit more sheltered or whatever. Um, but another thing is that it's easier to just talk to a camera than it is to try and convey, like, a bunch of deep shit, because then the other person could be like, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah and then it hurts you more right yeah yeah it hurts you more it does I, I i get that it i don't i don't know it it's hard to put myself in the mindset of the person i was back then because that was going on like five years ago now and how old are you now 33 33 you're still young you're, you're still very I, got, young. I got gray oh. hairs coming in so we'll, we'll see <laughs> you're still really really young okay let's talk about suzanne okay I think this one's a little bit more, I can't defend you as much on this one. I can say, this is what I want to tell you about this. When I watched it over and over and over again, I want to talk about pressure. I think that your mindset was like, hey, I screwed up on the first one. I'm not going to do it on the second one. It's, I got to prove myself. And that kind of got you know, you kind of got blinded by that because you just wanted to prove yourself because of the pressure. Is that correct or not? Yeah, I'd say that's that's accurate. I'd say that's an accurate assessment. I definitely went into it. When I first got in Africa, like when I first landed and stuff, and then we were getting ready to go interviews and stuff like that, I, I had a totally different mindset than what I did when I went to Panama. And in Panama, I was, like I said, I was very young, cocky, and naive. And going to South Africa, I had a little bit of a better idea of what I was getting into. And I was more experienced, obviously, because I had been in the jungle at that point as well. And uh, so, but I wanted to be humble going into Africa. I wanted to try and maintain, hum try and try and maintain humbleness. And uh, I tried to convey that in my interviews, but unfortunately, not a lot of people got to see those interviews because of editing due to time and stuff like that. So, hang on, hang on. Editing due to time or editing due to make you look bad? Well, what do you think it is? <laughs> there, well, there's, there's a, a, a catch 
on, on both sides of that coin right there. Because, again, I mean, somebody has to be the heel. Somebody has to be the antagonist. Unfortunately, that seems to be me. But, I mean, if it's... It is you. Yeah. <laughs> if, 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 it's, if it's that or don't do Naked and Afraid, then, I mean, for me, the whole experience of going and doing this stuff, TV show aside, is worth it to be able to, like, go and travel and have these wild experiences and be up close with wildlife and go to these crazy places. Like, for me, that's, <laughs> I guess that's the trade-off. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a very good way to see it. I just, are you strong enough to handle that? You're strong enough to come back and say it was a great experience, but they're making me look like, I'm contributing to what they're making me look like a villain. Because I think they maybe amp, amp it up. You have some issues. You have some problems. But they amp it up with it's editing, and you're okay with that. It's a rough yeah, situation it's I wouldn't do it. And it's definitely, yeah, there's there's parts that are, that are cut and uh, turned around to uh, tell a different story from what has fully transpired, for sure. But, I mean... If they tried to show everything, it would be like a year-long season. Right. So tell me so, what went wrong with Cezanne. How did it, I mean, seriously, so what I, went wrong from the very beginning? <laughs> so I think what happened with her is that she had, like, sort of in the same situation, like, when I was going to Panama, like, she, like, like I thought it was going to be a guy and a girl, and that's what, you know, our team would be and we'd do the challenge like normal. So I think when Suzanne got to Africa and she met uh, her partner, that they were like, all right, it's the girl team. And they had this hard insertion coming in and everything and they had bonded. And then all of a sudden, like when they had already started making camp and stuff, like here comes a man into the thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it threw off their dynamic. And I think that's what really started her whole grudge towards me. I mean, I'm sure you'll probably interview her at some point in time, and she can either correct me on this or not. I don't hold any grudges towards Suzanne for anything that happened on Naked and Afraid at all. I've actually tried to reach out to her a couple of times. Um, but I think that was that's a no-go? What... No, actually, the last time I did talk to her, uh, it wasn't like a long conversation, but it was at least an acknowledgement. Um but uh, I think that's what threw her whole momentum off. And then we had we we had some uh, obvious personality clashes. But with all when it's all said and done, uh, after everything that has happened within my naked and afraid challenges, Suzanne has actually been the best partner I've ever had. So I mean, she, she was a hard worker. I mean, she was a she, worker. She works hard. She's a go getter. And I mean, like any partner that's willing to pick leeches out of your butt crack, <laughs> it's a good partner. <laughs> Did they show that? Yeah, that's. Did I the, miss? Yeah, yeah, that's in it. <laughs> that's how bad the water scene was. If I missed that part, yeah. Oh yeah, I do remember. I do remember. Yes. Um, I, but well, well, like I said, you know, we fought and stuff, and yeah, she abandoned me and blah blah blah. But to date, she has been the best partner so far that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I'm going to interview Suzanne because I think that she's probably not going to be happy that I interviewed you. Get her her on. We'll have a conversation together. (laughs) Let's talk about, I would love to mend it. 
But uh, let me talk about the song real fast. Let it wash. You put it on Facebook um, actually today. It was just a coincidence or last night. And when I went to go watch it, you had 99 views. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to beat the 100th view. And I listened that, to that, about four. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize it had 100 views already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be the 100th view. And I listened to it three or four times. I was driving. And I really tried to listen because you said if I listened to the song, I would get to know you. And it made me sad. Were you in a sad mood when you wrote it? It made me sad. Mm. No, not necessarily sad. It's songwriting is what it is. It's just, you know, have to take myself to different places mentally to be able to um, come up with different different things. Mm-hmm. Well, I like the song. Well, thank you. I am not a music person per se. So I'm not going to give you a critique of your song because <laughs> I'm already an armchair survivalist. I'm definitely not going to be a music critic because then they, they would definitely come after me. But you definitely have talent. Thank you. I really appreciate and that. You, you have talent on the show. I think that you owe some people some apologies. I don't <laughs> know. Just And not that you're wrong. Not that you're 100% wrong. But there's just some things that I think a man should never do no matter what the case is. And the laying down part and the pushing, I think you should have walked away. And I'm not saying that she's right. No. But as a man, I just think you should apologize. Now, what, what, uh, where, what part of the, what episode, what, what part of the, the show are you talking about that gives you. When y'all were laying by this, the fire. This, this, uh, thought. Yeah, when you were laying by the fire and you were at your wits end, it was right before, you know, she left you and she asked you to move over. She said she didn't have room and she's like, this is, and you were like, this is where I'm laying. And she's like, well, you need to move over. And you were like, I'm not moving. I didn't have anywhere to move to. If I moved over anymore, I'd be laying in thorns. I was laying where I was always laying. The problem was that she was peeing in the corner and she didn't want to lay where she was peeing. And she wanted to me to move into the thorns so she shouldn't have to lay where she was peeing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't have anywhere well, else to move to. Well, women can't pee. You know, we can't pee like a man can. We have to go to the corner and pee. And we, I mean, so now that, you know, that one girl made the pee gutter. But, I mean, why didn't you say, well, I can't move over anymore? I did. I told her that like a bunch Nicely. of times. No, yeah. What the what it doesn't show is it shows like cuts like that was that whole argument was like an hour and a half long so it just yeah. shows like parts but it was like oh, I can't I can't move I don't have anywhere to go and then it like just gradually progressed into the argument that was eventually shown. I'm telling you, you should have walked away. There's no way to walk to it's you're you're oh, in the dark. <laughs> you're in the boma. You're in the boma. You got me there. <laughs> you got me there. You can't go anywhere. You you got me. You My should've... whole argument was I don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> you, you got me. <laughs> yeah, that was a big fail on my part. <laughs> I don't. I you should you should have just like shut your mouth or turned over or switched places. But the way that you talked to her, even though it was cut up, even though you were frustrated, even though she contributed to the ugliness, I just feel like as a man. Um, I think that's where you lost everybody. And I, you're right. I did. Cut about, I had a whole moment with her 
like before she left it was the night before she left where i was mm-hmm. like look i'm sorry you know things got fucking wild out here and out of hand and you know can we just you know can we just start over again and mm-hmm. and try and make it through this together like i'm willing to let everything go we can start completely fresh whatever tomorrow morning we're on it new team you know mm-hmm. we stay going and she was just not having it like she didn't even respond like i i sat there with her in the boma by the fire and i like laid out this whole thing like i'm sorry like things got wild like this is not mm-hmm. And she just, she didn't even respond. And then she just sat there. I'm like, you don't have anything to say? Yeah. And she didn't say anything at all. So. Well, you, you, I mean, that's what women do. <laughs> it's called the silent treatment. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, and, that's what happened. <laughs> and, and sometimes women, and sometimes women says, when it's hard for women just to let things go like that. It's just hard. But anyway, I, I let's talk, let's talk about the water. Well. Hang on. And also during those nights while we were fighting, she also did burn me downstairs with a coal while I was sleeping. And she flung one onto my face while I was sleeping. So that contributed to the whole argument and everything while all yeah. that was happening. Yeah. Well, getting a hot coal on your penis. It you was know, but she didn't do it on purpose. Reckless? We don't. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know if it was on purpose or recklessness or what. Because I was sleeping, but the fact that it happened twice, like ow, and then I go back to sleep and then wake up like ow, uh, mm-hmm. it kind of seemed like it might have been. I think this is the kind of stuff that gets you in trouble. I'm sure she didn't do it on purpose. I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt that she didn't do it on purpose. Okay, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt. But... Yeah, don't say that again. Don't say that again out loud. <laughs> But in let's this, make up. Let's make things better. In this, Don't ever no, say that again. No, I'm not saying that from... I'm trying to say this from the perspective of me being in the challenge. Like, when I when I look at it now, it doesn't seem like that. But you have to remember that when you're in a challenge, everything is so much more stressful. And, you, mm-hmm. and we had made a pact that we weren't going to talk bad about each other right at the beginning of the thing. So... I, all my interviews, I'm talking great about Suzanne because so far she has been a great partner up until all hell broke loose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I was talking great about her and then I, I come around the corner while I was getting firewood one, one day and she, I hear her and she's talking like all this bad things about me. Just, she's saying terrible things. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And I, I confronted her about it. I was like, what? I thought we weren't going to do that. And mm-hmm. she didn't. I forget what she said, but she. She didn't agree with me, apparently, for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Well, for some reason. <laughs> I, I mean, y'all just did not get along. I don't think. I think that there's people out there who don't like each other, but they're more like brother, sister don't like each other. And I just don't think that there was any, you know love between y'all and the fact that you thought that out there i don't i'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt too because what i would normally say to you is if you think she did it on purpose that shows us more about the kind of person you are but you're you know stressful you're in that situation 
you might have been in shock. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt because that's a crazy, you were hungry. Let's talk about the water incident. Okay, let's get into the water incident. Okay. <laughs> who, who was wrong? Who was right? So, we were both wrong. Let's let's start off by saying that we were both wrong. Um, but again, with the stress of the challenge and the heat, I mean, the heat alone was enough to. Just to just to drive you nuts. It was 145 degrees there. I mean, that's like that's like living in yeah. the oven, like a and it it it's enough to drive you freaking nuts. So mm -hmm. we, I'll start off by saying we were both wrong. Should I have yelled at her? No, definitely not. That wasn't okay. But what really happened in the water situation is I was not out hunting all day. That's not what happened. So I was actually in camp all day, and I was the one that went and got the water. I went and got the water. I took it down, let it cool. I, I went and got the water, brought it up, got the fire going, boiled the water, took it down to cool, and then I was up in camp uh, in, in the Boma, and Suzanne and Makani were out actually wandering around. That's why they were up on the ridge, like way away from camp was. Uh -huh. So when she had come down, she walked down and she stood there and drank half that pot of water. And I watched her drink it. So I got up and I was like, hey, let me get some water. And then all of a sudden it was a big emergency that she had to get the water up on the ridge. And she wouldn't give me any of it. And it's 145 degrees out. All I asked was for, was for like a little bit of water, like a straw full of water, which was mm -hmm. an arrow or like, just like any, just give me a sip of water, just a little bit. I'm not asking for a, no, a whole pot. And she wouldn't mm -hmm. give me any water at all. And at that point that had jeopardized my own survival. And I had boiled that water for all of us so that we could all drink it. And that, that wasn't betrayed at all. So that's where that whole argument comes from. Yeah. Well, the only thing that I can say about that is when she paused and said, if you say it to me nicely. Well, if you had time to say that statement, you had time to get a drink of water. Does that make sense what I'm saying? I On said it video, to her nicely her the that. first time. And well, then, not, she, not... then she wanted to degrade me in front of the camera. And be like, say it to me nicely. Oh, and that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if she had time to say that, she had time to give you a drink of water. Yeah. That's my point. Right. I Agreed? agree. Yes. Thank you for making that point. <laughs> yes. That's the only thing that I can agree with. But I'm going to, like I said, I, women do that. I don't want to say, oh, I hate, I hate the way I sound. But women do that. And we're in the heat of the moment, just like you're in the heat of the moment. And I was just like, wait a second. If she has enough time to say that, she has enough time to give him water. And he went the F off way too high. I mean, like you went way, way off. And I'm like, now we're in a place where we can't get back to together. And it's just like with, and then I started thinking, it was just like with Max. I don't understand why if there's three people there, why do they need you there to help with the shelter? If it was Matt Wright, they would want him out, you know, honey. And so I see some inconsistencies 
three people there working on the shelter. It's okay for one person to go try to get some food, right? Well, that was my thought. And also in Panama, on that shelter situation, all of the palm fronds that were over there for that roof, I cut down and dragged over there on my back. Mm-hmm. I believe you. The girls, I believe that. The girls might have carried, like, one, maybe two, like, a couple of them over there. But I carried 90% of the huge palm fronds that were down all the way across the island, all the way across the whole bay, over to where our camp was. You're a hard worker. I'm not, you're a hard worker. I'm not going to deny you that. You're just a bad communicator. <laughs> I'm, I don't have no problem with the work that you do. But you don't listen, and you're a bad communicator. So I believe that. So I just, the only thing I really hope, because my reputation is kind of on this interview too. You know, I can't, we can't prove what happened, like if she drank half the water, or if she didn't drink half the water. You know, the only thing I'm going to say is, you know, if there was time to argue, there's time for you to drink. And you need to work on your communication skills. Nobody, at least I'm not, dissing your work ethic. Well, in South Africa, I, I tried. I tried really hard. And unfortunately, th those moments won't be seen. They won't, like, the 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 moments where I was really, like, I sat there with Suzanne and we had conversations for, like, hours. And I was really trying to, like, get to know her and, like, and then eventually she just, like, I think, I think she got sick of me talking. And then just shut down. But I can I, believe that. <laughs> but I was trying to not be the quiet one that didn't talk to anybody, which yes, is outside of my realm. So I don't know. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, I'm telling you, I can I can read between the lines on the show, and I'm telling you, I know that you were out there busting your butt. I know that you were trying really, really hard. But you know what? Suzanne was also worried about you. Because you were being stubborn and not listening and because you wanted to prove yourself. And I think when you go out there and you try to like just twist it a little bit, your personality, like what you said, I think that's great. But they didn't show it. But it, it's something that you, it wasn't natural. It's not going to come out natural. And I think that's why like Boulant, like he's just naturally a jerk. Like he's just like in your face. I'm going to be this way. And that's fine. And, and I hate it the way that like when you wouldn't give him the bow, you know, and I thought it was really wrong of him to walk up with the food in his thing. I mean, like, that's disrespectful. I understand all that. I just, I, I, I felt sorry for you. Does anyone ever say they feel sorry for you at that point, at that end point? No. <laughs> no, we can talk about the bow situation. So, uh, excuse me for a second. When Boulant came up to my camp, as you mentioned, he had food with him. So that wasn't even, I didn't even like think about the food. The first thing I did was I gave him a whole pot of water and told him drink as much water as you want. Mm -hmm. Then he wanted a coal for his fire. So I gave him a coal so he could get his fire going. And then he talked a big talk about how like we were going to work together, but we weren't going to be like a team and like, if we got, if one of us got something, we would share it with the other one and he had food with him and he wouldn't share it. And after 
as I watched the show, he had food like the whole time and didn't share it at all. Meanwhile, I'm out trying to track down a, a kudu, which was mm-hmm. another thing they didn't show. They showed it as an Impala. It was a kudu. At least a quarter of that, like a hind quarter of that or something, would have went to Boulain. And he would, you know, just for just for helping me drag it back or process it or whatever, I was totally planning on giving him, like, here, here's a quarter of fucking meat, man. We're going to make it through this. Yeah. And after watching the show, he had food the whole time, and he was trash-talking me the whole time. So he was two-faced about it. But That's the lot. Well, yeah. And, the, uh, okay, so... so sorry, I, I trailed of... off. Hang on, hang on. So the, the uh-huh. bow situation, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, the, no, go ahead. The bow situation... He, I helped him out like in four different ways so that he could get set up and he didn't help me out at all. So I wasn't going to help him out again for nothing in return. And mm-hmm. there was a fear that if I gave him the bow, he wasn't going to give it back. And that jeopardizes mm-hmm. my survival as well. Mm-hmm. So it, beco- it becomes a situation of survival. And you have yeah. to make that decision. And of course, it's not going to... You know, that's not going to be the popular vote for for fans because, you know, all that, you know, he's an asshole. But when it comes down to it, it's survival. It's not it's not let's make friends. It's it's survival. Uh, Yeah, but see, like what you just said right now, you should have said on the show. But the but uh, hindsight's 2020. Yeah, you're right. I'm an armchair survivalist. And hindsight's twenty twenty. You're right, and you're and you were down. But I do want to throw this in there. The funniest part, I think, of the entire. I'm laughing at you. The funniest part of the entire season was when you were like, "I smell barbecue." So the fun, yeah. That, the funny <laughs> part about that is when you haven't uh, when you haven't eaten or anything like that. Yeah. You can think of something and then smell it. Yeah. So I don't I don't really know if that is really how that happened. Like if Boulette was uh-huh. really cooking something. The turtle? Yeah. And uh-huh. I smelled it. Or if that was just a coincidence. Because that is something mm-hmm. that will happen. Like if you're really, really hungry, you could think of something and almost taste it and almost smell it. Like you could almost, mm-hmm. your brain could almost play a trick on you where you can smell it. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know if like that he was actually cooking when that happened, yeah. but yeah, that is something that happened. I was like, wow, I smell barbecue, but I was that just was so hungry that uh, yeah, they made it a funny moment for sure. And if that yeah. if that is really what happened, then that, yeah, that's <laughs> funny. That's fucking funny. But mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's just one of those. That's one of those things. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> okay, so tell me the worst thing that someone said to you that has stuck with you that you remember. The worst thing. As far as, like, on the show? Like, cast? No, anything. Like, a fan after the show. You know, things that happen after the show. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, I've been doxxed. Like, somebody sent, like, a thousand emails to my job and said all these crazy freaking things trying to get me fired. And uh, just, like, uh, people saying terrible shit in my inbox, like... Just people were downright rotten. Oh, uh, some people have said you should kill yourself, which is, that's the most terrible thing you could ever say to somebody. I've gotten threats, too. I've gotten death threats. I, you know, I've gotten the whole nine yards. 
that's uncalled for. I mean, the, the, that, I don't understand this because I respect all of y'all. Even though I don't like you per se, I respect you. Because I respect all of y'all. Even though I don't like you per se, I respect you. And there is, that is so freaking, I just can't believe that. I cannot believe that someone would send all those emails to your work trying to get you fired. I cannot believe that someone would tell you to kill yourself. I think you are wrong on the show, but I take everything into consideration. And maybe that person who sent that has mental illness. You know what I mean? Well, to Be- go to those lengths, I think I, I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. And to those people that are messing with Seth or anybody else on the show because of the way that they're portrayed, I like to make fun of them because they signed up for it. But nobody should be bullied. It's just wrong. And that's why I really wanted to come on the show because I wanted to see what Seth was really like in this small moment. I But anybody that's out there sending these threats and saying ugly things, y'all need to go find something out, something else to do with your life because it's, there's no point. We should wake up happy and go to sleep happy. There's people dying in the world. I think about like the little kids that wake up and try to go shoot, you know, with the Taliban and everything. Like it must be horrible to wake up and not feel any kind of hope and happiness. Just wake up with evil. So I wanted to give you this opportunity. I liked your song. Do you want to come back? I know the answer to this, but do you want to come back? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go do another challenge and forget the opportunity. I'm just waiting. You know, I, I think, I think if they were to give me a good partner and not, not to say that the other partners that I've had weren't talented or whatever are good at what they do. Uh, but like a good partner for me specifically, and I know they could but do that's that. That's what the show's for. But here's the thing, because I know they do that with other people, and they have our I full know. they have our full psychological profile. So we are fully evaluated, and they they can compare us. They know what personalities are what and what would get along. And I think if they were to give me somebody that they know I would get along with, I think that episode would be awesome. I to watch and everything because I think it would mm-hmm. it would give. It would give people a different perspective. And, you know, obviously it's easier to work in a team with somebody you get along with. Now, with that being said, I would also do the solo challenge as well. I mean, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, to me personally, it doesn't matter what challenge they want to send me on as far as the solo challenge, XL, a regular challenge. And mind you, I've actually never done a regular Naked and Afraid two-person 21-day challenge. I know. So that would be interesting. I would like to do that. Um, I know I can do 21 days because I've done 24 days in South Africa. So I, a 21 day challenge is, is not. Uh, There's I, that cockiness. There's that <laughs> cockiness of yours. I would not want to see you on solo because I don't think you would be interesting on solo. I'm just being honest. I don't think you'd be interesting on Why, solo. There's no way for me to argue with. <laughs> that's right. I want to see you put in the work. <laughs> I want I want you. To, I well, don't know why you got solo, banned. Solo would be the the show if you want to see me put in the work because then nobody can say, "Well, you rode on the shoulders and they carried you and blah 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 blah." I mean, send me out twenty one days by myself. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I want to see you do the work of getting along with somebody because I already know that you can. You're a workhorse. I already know that you'll push yourself to almost death to try to prove yourself. And to provide for your partners, even though you don't like them. I already know that. I know that you have those skills. 
I want to see you get along with somebody. I'd like that. I would really like that, but it, it it's not for lack of trying. I'll tell you that. And it's 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 been it's been set up like that. I mean, that's yeah, that's what I, makes I the drama. You. I believe you. But let me ask you a couple more questions, and then we're gonna wrap this up. All right. Number one. What did you do to get banned? Was it just cussing people out? What I have no idea. This one I, I, I don't know the answer. On what the fan pages and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, just defending myself and apparently just stirring up too much shit with just people going at me and me going back at them. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess it's it's too much too much for the the admins to handle. Apparently, I'm too. Too yeah. much trouble. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you. I don't. I hope you didn't threaten anybody. I hope. I don't know what you said to them. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But no, it's just arguing I will say with this. people. Like, no, that's not true. That's not what happened. Mm-hmm. Basically, like what I just clarified on here. But you actually yeah. gave me the the opportunity to speak instead of just just waiting for me to reply and then replying with your with your response that you already wrote mm-hmm. before I replied. Hmm. Well, like I said, I'm an armchair specialist expert, so I really do watch the show and I watch everything. You got to remember, some of them are just watching it while they're cooking dinner and they're like, "Oh," and they're not reading in between the lines. Do you know what I mean? And you have to let some of that crap go. And okay, I also think you need you, to make. If you're not that invested in the show, then don't att- don't t- attack people that are on the show. <laughs> but that's why you go on the show. I mean, that's what that's, that's what it's for. That's not why I went on the show. <laughs> But you have to realize it now. Like, you, okay, so they call you up. We're going to put you on another show. You need to go in there realizing, I need to work. You call me up. I'm going to give you my number. You call me up and say, listen, this is what, <laughs> what do I need to work on? You need to work on your communication skills, and I think you need to be vulnerable. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think that you need to somehow do a, a gesture to make up with, you know, Suzanne. I don't think y'all will ever be friends. Um, and I hate that for you, but I really do think you need to try to make up with her. I, I like a so, big gesture. So write with, her a song. You're good at songs. With that being said, I have reached out to all of my all of my castmates that have like that I've worked with personally, and it, with the exception of Kate, because well, we're not going to talk about Kate. But I don't want to talk about Kate. With the exception of her, I have reached out to everyone, including Max and everyone, and tried to make amends and apologized for things that I said. And uh, I don't know. The, uh, like I said, excuse me, the last time I, I reached out to Suzanne, she, uh, she did respond. And it wasn't anything nasty or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't have any bad blood between her and I, and I've reached out. I I talked to Sarah from uh, my Panama challenge. I don't have any bad blood between her and I, and I've reached out to Max, and Max doesn't uh, (laughs) Max doesn't reply. So, yeah. Well, I've never reached out to Max. Um, I've really, I've not really reached out to Sarah that much. Never reached out to Suzanne. Um, I'm just a fan. But, I mean, maybe write a song or something or, like, I'll never forgive my mom. And maybe it's too much. But it would have been nice even if she tried. Like, even if, like, the people that I dislike the most in my life is my mother. And even if she tried to reach out to me and make things up for me, it wouldn't work. 
but it would be nice. There's guys that we dated that we don't want them back, but it shows some kind of respect that you reach out to them and make up with them more than once, more than twice, more than three times. It just makes us feel good. So try, think about it. We no, promise I, to think about it. I have, I, I sent Suzanne a, at least one message per year uh, for the last like three years. And finally, the one time I did get a response back, but it, it wasn't like a conversation. So I, you know, I, it's not that I haven't tried. Uh, she just doesn't care apparently. So, well, what do you think? You think I gave you a fair shot? You think I, I was honest and open with you? Yeah. I mean, we, we can keep talking. Let, let's break out some, uh, some, some <laughs> drinks and, you know, we'll keep talking. <laughs> so tell me about, tell me about, um, I got a little emotional there when I was talking about my mom. Tell me about your music. What are your, what are your aspirations? Are, do you just want to be on TV? I mean, what's your, what's your end goal? My end goal? Oh, geez. I don't know. <laughs> I, I've always wanted to be in the entertainment industry. Uh, cause I, I started playing drums when I was like four and then, uh, got a guitar when I was a little bit older and I've just always played music and everything since I was a little kid. And it's always been the entertainment industry in general has always been something I've always wanted to do. But what about your love life? I'm single right now. Um, just, uh, we'll see what the future, the future, uh, brings on that situation. Are you actively dating? Uh, you know, if, not, not currently. Cause I, I haven't met anybody, uh, specifically, but you know, if, Do if I met somebody. Do girls see you on the show and like, we're like, Oh, I can't date you because of the, of the way that you were on the show. Has that ever happened? I'm sure it probably has. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the, if that was the case. But, you know, that's that's a, a, a shallow type person that uh, I'm not really interested in anyway, so. Well, I don't think they have to be shallow. I just think they would be naive. They don't know that the show's edited up. They don't understand all that. I don't think they would be shallow. I just think maybe just uneducated, naive, that kind of stuff. But I'm, I want you, I'm, I want to see you again. I, I have no say. I mean, but I would, I just wish, I feel, I feel sorry for you because I think it's in there and that you keep, and even with our conversation, you keep talking about like you're a workhorse and all that. And I know you are. And I, I have no doubt that you, you, you need another partner. You need another go. I, I would really enjoy the opportunity. Certainly. Um, if you had the other opportunity, if you had another opportunity, um, <laughs> Would you be more vulnerable? Well, you know, it, it depends on the situation. Um, it no challenge is the same, and there's no situation in those challenges that are the same, other than being hungry. So I I do think that you are. You seem like a liability. <laughs> um, on paper. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, make yourself more vulnerable. Why am I a liability? Because if something happened and they've already had it on the screen where you were in a, in a almost physical confrontation with the female, that's cancel culture. That's why I'm scared to talk to you. Even though I'm not saying it was as bad as it appeared, but that's the way that it was shown. 
it's it, it's never come to anything like that in any way, shape, or form. So to to have that idea is is incorrect. But I, it is incorrect. And those people that are sending you nasty stuff that are out of line, but that's what they're thinking. You know what I mean? They're not smart. They're not. I mean, as smart to say we that was an hour and a half incident, or you know, they're just showing him all his bad parts, or they're not saying, "Hey, hello." The reason why he's out there making stupid decisions is because he failed on his last episode, and he wants to prove himself, and he wants to catch some big game, like ninety other percent of the people on the show. That's all they want to do is show off and catch game, but they're not giving you that credit, right? Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Yeah, so I think you should be more vulnerable. I think you should make amends, and I want to see you back on the show. And if you do some shit like that again, I'm gonna be like, I'm done with Seth. I'm done. I'm done. I mean, I, I want to give you a shot, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, I just don't know. I, I just, I would watch the episode twenty times though. <laughs> it's money. I would. I would watch the show. 20 times well that's that's another aspect of it is you know it has to be entertaining and mm-hmm. you know i i think i i i think i do a decent job at least keeping people's eyes on the tv we'll see i i think you would but then i think you would but then you would have to, and the people are going to come hating you you know of course there's going to be people see, who are not going to ever change their mind some some people have this misconception of like even like a little bit type of fame like this like that it's that it's going to be awesome and that everybody loves you and that's not what it is it it's <laughs> it's five people who love you and 500 people who are talking shit about you and that's just yes. that's that's the name of the game and that's you know yeah. it's something when you're new to it you you have to have the the rude awakening but then you you get used to it cuz that's just that's that's how it is so yeah. Doesn't really bother well, me anymore. Let's stay in touch. Sure, absolutely. And um, I'm gonna keep listening to your music. I'm gonna talk to Debbie about this, and because Debbie hasn't seen it, Debbie's never seen you before. Debbie's a virgin to Naked and Afraid. Oh, really? I'm the one who's been watching every episode and who's really into it. So I'm gonna have her watch her your episode and see what she says, and we'll get some feedback. And have um, her watch this first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I am going to have her watch this first. That was a really freaking good idea. And let's see what she says. And we'll get her honest reaction. And we'll put her on here with her honest reaction of you. Sound, sound like a plan? Sound like a deal? I, I look forward to it. It should be interesting. I, I look forward to it, too. And thank you for, you know, for being open-minded and letting me say my mind and not getting mad at me. <laughs> I'm a lot more open-minded than people would uh, to believe. A lot of people think that I'm like just super, like super bright and super close-minded and everything, and that's not really me at all. Uh, I'm more libertarian. Like if if you're not hurting me, I don't care what you're doing. You, you know, freedom. Who's your favorite cast member? Uh do you watch? Do you even watch the show? Yeah, I watched the show. Um, if I had, if I had, to... I think a good show for you would be Redemption with the girl who knows not me, but knows nothing about who knows very little, like a fan, and you're in this. charge of teaching her. I thought of this as well. Yeah, I, I, and, I, would, and I would enjoy that, that would actually. Good. Yeah, yeah, 
I would enjoy but that. But she would she also have an option this. to like either like ban you or like go on her own or something like. No, Some, I, there would have to be a twist. Every challenge I do is a twist. I just want to raise your challenge. They <laughs> <laughs> have to have a twist. But yeah, you being in charge of, or you being like the mentor of somebody, I think that might be pretty good. I, w- I would really enjoy doing that. I think that would be very interesting. And I would be open for that. Um, and you would have to be vulnerable. Another thing that I would be open to is to go do a challenge with, I mean, everybody says EJ is not going out. I, but like to go do a challenge with EJ or Matt or somebody and almost apprentice under them because I'm pretty good, but I'm not as good as them. And that's, you know, that's, that's an opportunity that, that I, I would love to have that twice now. An episode, <laughs> yes. An episode where you can grow, I think would be great. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm open an to that. That's, that's, that's what I've been asking for. And I, we'll see if I... If it happens, I don't know. I hope it does. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. This has been one of the longest interviews that I've had. And (laughs) I think he was worth every single minute of it. And I hope you agree. We're going to have a follow-up with Debbie. And then we might be back in touch with them. We don't know. But we want to thank you for giving Seth a chance. Everybody deserves a chance to be heard. Nobody deserves to be bullied or threatened ever. So give Seth a chance. Hashtag it. (laughs) yeah what about that i like it well thank you very much for the opportunity to have a chance to talk Uh, like i said though you want to have a good podcast have her on i'll talk to her right here on the podcast i don't i I don't have any grudges against her or anything and it's been it's been three years since i've since we've seen each other so i yeah uh, if, if she's open to it i'm open to it i don't uh i don't have any issues with it i i I hopefully there'd be a resolve at the end of it. I know you've already said you were sorry, you know, a million times. Would you be willing to say it one more? I'll apologize to her on camera. Sure. I, I I said things. Yeah. I said things that I, that I shouldn't have said to her, but with that, there needs to be an exchange of that as well, because she said and did things to me that were not okay as well. So you're not willing to give an unconditional sorry. I, I think if you were to say, listen, I don't care what she says, I'm going to say sorry, no matter what. But can you say sorry without expecting one in return? I don't expect one in return, but, I mean, it it would, it would, it would make, uh, make things better, I guess. Because <laughs> you've had it rough, right? Well, yeah, I, I you know, I, I've, like I said, I've tried to make men's with her and just... She's not uh, interested, I guess. I try we'll to see. be the bigger person. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I'm. I'm very.